Smith of the Front Office News. Back again for another podcast. We will have my man Dan Sellers on later. Just want to start this segment off. I've been neglecting the basketball team. It's been a rough, 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 rough early season for the Bearcats basketball team as they are sitting at two and six. Um, a lot has happened um, because, you know, the football team is, you know, went down to, to Georgia and, you know, played pretty well in the, in the Peach Bowl. They didn't put off the dub, but, uh, you know, a lot of stuff has kind of fall, fell through the cracks on the podcast. So I just want to make sure I touch base with everybody. But um, as we know, um, Mamadou Diara has opted back into the season and, you know, Rapolis Ivanowskis, a.k.a. Rap, he has opted out of the season. Um, and then as well as um, Gabe Madison, he is opted out of the season, but he is opted out just on mental health issues. Um, we know Mason is still with the team. I think he's almost ready to start playing. Uh, I wrote an article, was it last week or the week before? Um, maybe about a week and a half ago, just stating that the team that – the Bearcats, if they're going to have success this season, they're going to have to go small and stay small. I still believe that. Um, I think their their best options are letting Eason and now that Mamadou's back be the five, and then um, honestly having like Davenport and like uh, Harvey being the four per se, and then you could possibly do a Eason and Mamadou, and you want to be big, and then let's you know just staying small and scrappy. I feel like when they they're getting behind these games. They go small, start pressing, they start pushing the ball, getting a lot more easy shots. I think that's the, that's the best option, man. I know it's crazy because, you know, Chris Vogt came into the season as, you know, one of the better big men in, in the AAC, but uh, they haven't been able, he hasn't been as effective this season. And then on the defensive end, he's, he's a fish out of water. And teams are taking advantage of him on the defensive end. And it's um, to the Bearcats' disadvantage. And uh, it's rough. It's very rough. So, I mean, they're two and six right now. One of the worst starts that I could think of in the last eight years, uh, maybe longer than that, maybe the last 10 years, 10, 11 years. Um, and uh, I think the only way they get out of the slump is if they go, they start playing fast. And then they got to play fast and uh, play with the the, fat, the the smaller guys, man. You just got to hope do and East and don't get in foul trouble. I think they're cool. They they got to keep Keith Williams out of foul trouble because he's like their Swiss Army knife when he's playing right because he can rebound the ball and he can score. Everybody knows he can score. He just has to be a better creator. Um, but he, he's the guy, and he's been saddled with foul troubles. So that, that's not helping. But uh, if Brand's going get, to get the ship right to this year, I think they have to stay small and they can't start off with vote. And if he's not – if he's cold, you got to take him out ASAP. And – and you put you just go small and ride it out, man. Um, I think you play him if he's hot. If he's not, you, you sit him next to you and just he has to be a cheerleader. And uh, that's just the only way, man. I think you keep the th- you know those guards. They got enough guards, um, you know, that raise heck. And then in college, man, you don't have to have the stereotypical six five, you know, shooting guard slash six eight six nine power forward out there. You, you just got to play your best players and put him in the best position to win, man. Um, and we'll see what happens. So, you know, they got a game on Thursday against SMU. This will be dropped before then. Hopefully the Bearcats can get that win um, on the road. And uh, shout out to the women's the, the game team. They got their second win on Saturday as well. So, uh, you know, 
Amari Thomas, she's been balling. She's like one of the best players in college basketball. She's been killing it. I think she's number three or number two in scoring. So shout out to her for real. She's been doing her thing. Um, a few other ladies have been stepping it up too. So hopefully they can, they can ride this ride this win streak and keep pushing. But uh, that's all for this segment. Dan will be sh- joining us for the second segment. So just stay locked in, guys. JT Smith back for the second segment, and we got my guy, my OG, Dan Sellers in the building. Told y'all he was going to be here. How you feeling today? Little brother. Little brother. I feel like I'm I'm delivering the eulogy of, 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 a, of a good friend, and uh, uh, which was this year's football team, man. But I got to be be very honest, man. Um, I was I was satisfied with how they played. Um, yeah, I think they showed America that uh, not only does uh, Cincinnati belong in the top 25 every year and a legitimate football team that this particular conference can, you know, um, as long as the coaches are there, they stay, uh, the conference is going to be consistent, even though, you know, um, this these type of conferences tend to have these coaches with higher expectations and and um, uh, as far as aspirations in terms of the blue blood the blue blood conference teams and uh, but I think that you know we've got a solid leader in Fick and uh, somehow we can possibly keep our defense coordinator for another year I think we you know I think we're set up pretty good to get back um, to the top ten and I think. Uh, you know, based on um, depending on what happens in the recruiting and the transfer portals and all that other stuff, and uh, the few guys that that uh, have declared to stay and take advantage of an extra year, and um, those that are in the pipeline, I think you know we'll be right back where we are. And I'd be surprised if we're not ranked at least number twelve to start the season. So uh, that's a that's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. And next year, if they, uh, you know, not not the dismissed this year but next year you know COVID you know permitting they, they they have Indiana and Notre Dame on the schedule out of the conference yes that's crazy we already talked about Notre Dame not ever wanting to play so this I don't know if this is the first time ever or sometime back in the 20s or something but um it's definitely been a long time <laughs> yeah you're going in and, and I'm gonna tell you we're not gonna be fooling um Notre Dame at all you know, because, yeah. uh, you know, their coach being a former coach at Cincinnati understands how, you know, reputable this program is. And and uh, so it's going to be a, a tough battle. I'm not sure. I can't even think of uh, any particular players that are, are coming back or leaving from Notre Dame. That tight end is freshman, uh, baby Gronk, they call him. He'll be yeah. there. Yeah, um, I think one of the linebackers will be there, but you know, uh, just like any other team, we got to rebuild every year. Yeah, and sure. um, it's you know it's a great opportunity, and it's going to come yeah. early on. So you know, For we sure. got to do what we got to do. Yeah, that 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 definitely knock some of the, the sour taste out of people's mouth after letting right. one against Georgia slip. And, right, uh, just being there live, man. That game. 
like you know if if somebody's going to be just a pure sec person which everybody knows all right you break it down they're the best conference right yeah but how those young men played against a natural blue blood team man they i mean you you, you can't say anything bad about them i mean i have people that don't even rep uc and was like man those dudes those some ballers you know what i mean like yeah. they they're legit they deserve to be you know, get all the represent, you know, representation they've gotten, all the accolades they've gotten. Um, and I know people that normally, you know, throw jabs at UC, they're like, nah, man, they, I can't believe they lost that game. Right. Um, you know, that's, I mean, that's how I looked at it too. It was like, man, um, I, you know, I'll, I'll start. can't believe they won that game, so. No, they definitely can't believe they won that game. <laughs> Dude made a 53 yard field goal, it barely went over the thing. Um, but it was just a lot, man. It's so many plays that I just think out of my head that just like, man, maybe about two or three that just ring me. And then the first one is my man Hudson getting kicked out the game. It was a stupid play. Like, I'm not – I won't dismiss. It was dumb. The dumb play. But ejection? That was ejection, dumb. I didn't I, – I, I can't go – I couldn't go with that one. And it changed the game because the kid Aziz, he had no stats – do one like the deep, like the player of the game. He had four tackles, three sacks, two forced fumbles. Um, I mean, if I take away, if you take away that first one, because second one was at the end of the game, but the first one, I mean, it just totally changed the game. They were up 21 10. Then it happened on the other side of the, you know, it was in their red zone pretty much where that fumble occurred. I think like the 19 yard line. And that was just, you know, too, too much of a short field and it put the defense back against the wall. I mean, cause James Smith was punting like a, you know, like how he does as a, you know, he's pretty much a pro punter punt for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would have got him out, you know, put him at the 30 yard line at least. And uh, they would have been fine, but that, that strip fumble, man, it changed the entire complexion of the game. Even yep. w- without um, Hudson, I think Hudson's play was the biggest play of the game personally. And then that strip fumble, that strip sack fumble, man, it just, broke broke them down um i'm gonna ask what you saw because like with me i thought once they played mets i thought they should have been chipping that in every wow. play or maybe even keeping somebody back there and i thought they <clears> left <throat> him on an island and it was the wrong island to be on and <laughs> yeah yeah man two things that i saw that was you know a blatant mess up by the offensive coordinator like you said on pass plays, they should have been chipping, chipping him or keeping a, uh, a running back on that side. Yeah, um, yeah. The other thing you do when you have a defensive uh, end who's not a big guy, I don't think I think he was like 150 or something. That means he's probably 145. And you got this big offensive lineman. What you do is you run at that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. run at him because he's running around this guy like he was a, a, a fire hider. Yeah, so, yeah. On run plays, he takes himself out of the play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, there's we, I, I I remember not seeing a run play uh, until the game was damn near over in the second half. And I don't, I mean, I just don't understand the offense coordinators thinking, especially on that one pass play, which you know, like you said, the guy was open for you know a second, yeah, and probably a late throw from Ritter. Yeah. But I think it was a run pass option anyway. Yeah, it was. It definitely was. And uh, but just his play calling in the second half 
look like uh, made it look like Georgia was overpowering us when it was really one guy. And they had yeah. a person up the middle, which eventually got there too, because he was scrambling towards that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um I just didn't understand it, man. If you got a guy that's coming off the edge, you know, running around folk, you run at him. Yeah. You know, you you make him hesitate before he does that. Yeah. And um, there, there's a natural hole right there, right off tackle. You could you, you yeah, should have run off tackle plays. The, yeah, you seal with the guard, run the full back up there, or I mean, or, you know, whatever you want to do um, to get to the next linebacker. But I just, I mean, it's it's, it's heartbreaking to know that uh, they lost the game they should have won. And I said this, yeah, uh, Joe Kelly, good friend of mine, ex Bengal, and uh, NFL great. Text me right before the game. Said, man, y'all got a chance. And I said, Joe, I said, bruh, if we don't make mistakes, we will win this game. And I said that before the game and yeah. to him. And if he's listening, he'll he'll acknowledge that. And um, I still got the text. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, and that's what happened to us. Um, yeah. Boss. Dumb mistakes, dumb penalties, and the dumb biggest penalty, one was yeah. was the, the kid getting kicked out the game from for targeting that. You know, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. It was bad. I, I mean, give him the penalty. All right, cool. Enroll with it. And then the false start started happening in the second half, you know, a couple of them on third and two. And that was on top of, you know, the Aziz kid going crazy off, off the end. And then, you know, then we call a lot of bubble screens. It was getting blown up. Um, and oh. I just feel like a lot of stuff, even though I know Georgia made adjustments, but those receivers were winning in the first half. The tight end was winning in the first half, and they didn't. They, we shrunk the field on ourselves. It looked like and to me. Yeah, every time. And the thing was, you know, you not taking care of the pressure you're getting from the outside. Why would you call, you know, these these pass patterns that take forever to get open, and then you these bubble screens where you got some of the best athletes in the country sitting out at cornerback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our receivers didn't block anybody on those bubble pass. They yeah. they ran out and tried to get in front. And if you're doing a bubble pass, your receivers got to attack that, that corner because even if you hold him up for a half a second and make him go left or right, the, the uh, receiving guy, the guy receiving the ball, yeah. he has a chance to make a move off of it. That's the whole – it's like a screen. It's yeah, the whole yeah. purpose. You don't just – try to get in front of somebody because you have no idea you know which way to block them that thing yeah i just went went, they ran right down the middle of every one of those bubble screens yeah and blew those those receivers up and exactly the way you're supposed to do it yeah oh it yeah man it hurts to lose a game you know that we won i mean that we should have won i sound like donald trump we won that yeah, no, right. We, no, right. we gotta recount that. We gotta recount we won it. Huh? Georgia football game. Yeah, recount but, it. Yeah, <laughs> but um yeah, so but in end of the day, if you were watching the game and you were real with yourself, uh just like a friend of mine played at Georgia, I saw him the other day and he said, Man, I thought y'all was gonna beat us. Y'all should have beat us. And uh, you know, it just Ah, just leaves a bitter taste in my mouth. That's that's it, man. That's the thing. Because it's like, all right, you know everybody doubted them. They came out there on a national stage, played, honestly, played great personally. Yeah. Um, even you take away the, you know, false starts, 
beat here, beat there, whatever. They play great. They play with uh, pure talent, a team that's always a top 10 in recruiting consistently, team that's a couple years away from, a, you know, just slip, letting the national championship slip away, yeah. you know, and, uh, and it's just a team that, that you know, just if the Bearcats would have won, it would just would have held so much weight for where they're trying to go, where they still could get to, but now people are going to, you know, people will, will, will just look at the score, didn't watch the game, and they'll just say, hey, told you right. you couldn't be the SEC team. When, right. if you watch the game, you could say, if you watch the game and you're real with yourself or even take away your bias or anything, you saw that game, you say, you see, lost the game. They lost they, the game. Everybody they lost said. the game. If, you, if you're real with yourself, you say, you see, lost the game, they gave it away. Right. And to say that against Georgia is – that's that's the heck of I mean no, nobody takes moral victories you know what I'm saying because you it's hey did you win or did you lose but you know to go back into it to, to see where this program has gotten to like you know they go from winning four games 11 wins shoot themselves in the foot lap the, the previous year all year you know and then you know still win 11 games but they don't get a good bowl they could have beat Memphis and uh to get where they're at they dominated you know in a pandemic and pretty much dominated one, you know, one of the top tier teams in the nation for everybody to see and then just let it slide. But um yeah. that's slip, man. Yeah, but uh I mean I'm proud of the team. I'm happy where they where they're going. I just wish I wish just like the selfishness in me, like that win would have been so so perfect. But it doesn't diminish the, the season though, to me personally, all the way. No, no, it it you know, says we're definitely on the right track as a program. Um, to get those group of guys in the, in the, on the same team again, you know, would would have been great. But obviously, you know, a lot more guys than I thought had pro aspirations. Uh, and, yeah. and I just don't know how. I mean, based on, you know, the results of people who are not either taking advantage of that fifth year or leaving early. Yeah. Um, some of these guys might be moving a little too fast or – Maybe should reconsider coming back to school and and um, doubling down on their opportunity. I, I, I'm surprised Dokes is gone mm. <clears throat> uh, because he's a guy that, to me, still had work to do. And um, I just don't see him getting drafted. That doesn't mean he won't get on the team. I think he, he's good enough to play on the next level. Yeah. But I don't think anybody's going to spend a draft choice on him right now. Um so, but you know, that's his decision and college is hard, man. It's hard to do all that work and not get paid for it. Yeah. So, um, you know, these agents, man, as soon as that game was over, it was agents in the parking lot. I guarantee. Oh, yeah, all right, for sure. For yeah. sure. And uh, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be hard for Ritter to turn down money, but he needs to understand that another year can make him a top two uh round draft choice yeah. versus I think he would probably get drafted like, you know, in that last round, maybe, you know, but nobody's, <clears throat> nobody's putting them on his draft, on the draft board to run their, their team uh, after this past season. I mean, he did, he, he did good and he'd probably be player of the year or whatever, but there's still a ton of things he needs to work on. But um, there's a lot of, a lot of things that he can offer too. You know, everybody's looking for 
yeah. the mobile quarterback now. And yeah. because people are saying, hey, I'd rather have a running quarterback that wins for five, six, seven years than a guy that's a statue that can't get out of his own way, you know, and can't produce wins. So, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I really wish uh, it'd be great to have uh, Samaj back and, um, you know, Ponder's gone, but, you know, got to be some players that are, you know, what I've seen that could step up and do the same thing. So the thing yeah. that hurts is the possibility of uh, the coordinator, the coordinator getting up out of here, man. Yeah. That would be horrible. Yeah. Because his system has been strong since he's been the D coordinator. And he's adjusted, man, because against just like what we kind of talked about and it was an ECU game where he was yeah. just going three the three three five, but where against Georgia he stayed four four two, and mm-hmm. he fluctuated with that nickel, you know. And I mean Georgia is known for running out people's throats, and I mean I think they might have had sixty yards total with everybody, maybe sixty yeah, yards. Yeah, he did a good job showing three three man front and and um, bringing those backers back up. Yeah, last second and getting in those running lanes, and then that that like you said, that nickel coming off that edge. It yeah, was a couple of great plays, man. Yeah, uh, but uh, again, man, I you know uh, these kids are there for a reason. It's because they have talent and yeah. recruited at a Big Ten ACC level for sure. And so, uh, and I mean, you got kids that are frustrated all over the country, just like. Uh, Hutchison was at Michigan who are playing behind starters and uh you know may come here. Yeah. You know, I can't I can't wait to see who the transfers are gonna be because they're they're gonna be some yeah good transfers coming in here. They they got they got one. I don't know if he's gonna get a waiver. I think he may get a waiver, but they got the, it's a kid from Virginia, but he's from Cincinnati, but he, he's from Virginia. I think he was like a top former 150 uh rated the kid from one hills right yeah yeah yep yep mm-hmm. d tackle so they got him i'm pretty sure they're gonna get some more just because the team is so hot man i just feel like yeah. everybody kind of wants to come and you're like and you know even though you're like man maybe they should stay it's a coin flip but then you're like you got people that actually have a chance you know what right. i mean and it's, right. that's a good good on the on the that's another recruiting clip you're like look all right, you come here, do what you need to do, stay out of trouble. I can get you out of here in three years, you know, if you put yeah. in the work, you know. Yeah, so, that's, that's a great scenario to you know, uh, market. Um, you know, so, you know, you got the Hudson's, you know, who possibly can go second. You know, they've got a second, they're saying second round grades all over the board, maybe higher, you know, going to super, go to the, I mean, with his athleticism, I mean, you know, he's probably raw, you know, at certain spots, but at the same time, with athleticism, that's what you want at that left tackle. All right, yeah, I think, I think once he gets to the senior bowl, those workouts and practices, well, you know, normally when they when they project those type of players in the second round, they're yeah. easily third or fourth rounders. Yeah. Um, because there's other, other dudes that are flash in more needed positions, although O-line is always a needed position. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but the fact that he got invited as a junior means yeah. that he's already on somebody's uh on some boards. Dark board. yeah. <laughs> he's definitely yeah. on some boards. He's not just showing up yeah. with a book bag. Yeah. So, absolutely. Like, 
So that's like that's that's good. So we'll see what happens, man. I, I wish wish him nothing but the best though for sure. But um so what are you hearing about Ritter, man? Man, the thing about what I'm hearing is like all over the board. So like I've been getting like people sending me mock drafts that's saying him anywhere between two to four. And I don't, I personally didn't think that. And the first time I kind of dismissed it, but then I the person sent me like two of them. I think one was like him going late second round. The other one had him in the third round. And I was like, what? So I had to start taking it serious. I mean, you know, box drafts can go all over the place, but just for him to be in that range is crazy. Yeah. I mean, just like threw me off. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm looking at this wrong. Um, but if he's getting told that, you know, and the grades are coming that way because of his athleticism. You know, he does have a solid arm and he did play good this year. You know, could definitely was a bit, bit, big jump from last year. You know, yeah, I, this game definitely brought a stop up. You know, he didn't yeah. make any, many big mistakes or anything like that. Nah. I, you know, he, I don't even remember the last time he threw an interception, but yeah, um, I would like him to stay personally just because I think it would help. I mean, if, I think he can boost himself up more. I don't think he really can hurt himself personally. But, I mean, if they're if this is a guarantee, if he's locked up to get drafted by the fourth round, I think, I mean, you kind of got to chalk it up, I guess. I mean, nowadays, you know, got got a kid on the way. and Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Got a kid on the way. You know, I, so, yeah. it changes kind of you got to be grown. You got to be a little more grown than uh, – then you maybe want to, maybe. So I don't know. That's that's I had to, you know, I couldn't knock them, you know, because of that. I know if I had a chance at that age to make a little bit of coins and I had a kid on the way, you know, depending on what your background, you know, you yeah, don't know. He's already graduated too. So yeah, he's already graduated. Yeah. So that's legit. Huh. So he'd be kind of like he'll be a grad student anyways, which is a good thing. Right. So I don't know. Like, what do you think? You think I mean I, I think he should stay personally, think, but at the yeah. same time. The other factors. From a standpoint of a future in NFL, I think um, I, I think I would come back and I mean and just ball out and make it you know make it a first rounder because there's not a lot. I mean I can't even think of a quarterback in the country that's going to garner more uh, attention than him. Uh, maybe the kid, the young kid at uh, Texas that played the other day. Yeah, Oklahoma kid get a lot of yeah, get a lot of love. Yeah, he will. But he'll right. still be top five kid. I mean, if he stands yeah. back, yeah, really oh, his yeah. name would be buzzing. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think right now he's probably in the top ten. Yeah. Quarterbacks. I don't think I. De he's definitely not a top five. Oh, no, 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 and, not this and, year. You know, a lot of people think you say top ten. Oh, that means he's gonna get drafted in the first round. No, he's not. That means, you know, you may sit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure, that's true. And uh, <laughs> if it's not a priority, you know, to grab another quarterback, it's like, I mean, how many teams in the NFL really need a quarterback? Mm. You know, and um, I guess mm -hmm. not to say that he wouldn't get, get wouldn't get picked. I, I definitely think he's going to get picked, but yeah, yeah, definitely. I just don't think it's a priority for the NFL to have him right now. Any team to have him, and that's the thing. If they have a priority. And, you know, after the first three or four guys, man, it's like, you know, all the other talent is a receiver. Um, you got some good D linemen, some good tight ends out there. Uh, 
some good running backs. Yeah. So it's like, you know, but you know, in the end of the day, and this is the hard part for young people. If you somebody's telling you, if your agent is telling you, you know, I'm gonna buy your house. Yeah. Uh, next month you'll have, you'll be in a house. You'll have a car. You know, all your bills will be paid for until you get drafted. And I mean, that's that's it's hard to turn down, man. Yeah. True, true. We've already spent four years in college. You know, they're going to, you know, these agents are going to say, well, man, if you go back, you can get hurt. Anything can happen. Yeah. You have a bad year. Don't don't bet on it and all that stuff. So, and then your parents, you know, if you got the type of family that, you know, all they see is, is pro. They don't understand the dynamics of how you get drafted, when you get drafted. You know, you go away for a half a year and you train with these <clears throat> You train with these agents, and every day you're with them, you know, they're charging you $5,000 or, mm. you know, $2,000 a day to, yeah. to train you, which, you know, you think about all the stuff, you know, and then all the money. So you basically, you get drafted, and then, you know, you get drafted in the fifth round, your whole signing bonus is gone. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. so they get their money back. When they buy you them homes or them condos. Yeah. They want you to pay for it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Come back. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I don't know, man. It's, it's you know, it's it's troubling, but it's exciting. I want him to go do what's best for him. Yeah, it's and the same then, thing. You know, the good thing is we got a really good backup, and that, that position would be interesting uh, with or without him from a backup standpoint. You got the kid, uh, Prather. I don't I, – yeah. I haven't heard anything – uh, have you heard anything about his preparation and where he is and his maturation? I don't know. I think I would. I mean, I feel like now they kept Bryant. They kept Bryant there, even though he was in the transfer portal. But I feel like a whole year in the system, they might not be that scared because I'm like they said, like at practice before the season started. I mean. Kid was throwing dimes everywhere. Okay, so he was throwing dimes. Like I mean, everybody I've asked, like it's like, man, kid's arm is big time. I've heard he was throwing fifty-yard touchdowns. You know what I mean against this team. And you're just like, oh, okay. And uh, yeah. And the only thing that scares me is just a freshman trying to lead the team back to the to the. Champion. I know, I know. <laughs> That's the only thing. Yeah, it can happen. You it know? can definitely happen. But it's like, then you go from that from Steady Eddie, who's you know Dez, to then if you know Dez leaves, does Ben Bryant stay, or does you know Prater beat him out, or you know what I mean? Because then if Ben Bryant leaves, then you mean you, you got to think it's gonna be Prater's to lose, right? You know, because they got another kid, but when he played early in the season, he kind of didn't look the part. But then when I seen him at practice, he you could tell he has big time arm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, eh, you know, but I think like Prater would be the, the odds on to win that for sure. Yeah. And then they got another kid that I think won like uh, Mr. Ohio, not Mr. Ohio, but like offensive player a year in Ohio. That's like the best quarterback in Ohio from Toledo area that's okay. coming in. So it's like, you know, Prater probably definitely get a, a chance to either boom or bust just because of, you know, his accolades and, you know, keeping him from, you know, keeping him to stay home when everybody yeah. in the world wanted him. So, Right. You know, it's kind of like hopefully he, I mean, because if he did get a chance, I would think he would play well. I just think the 
how is his growing pains going to be? Like, is he going to – that first game going to be enough for him to be ready, ready? Or is it going to take – you know, especially when you got Notre Dame and Indiana. I'm guaranteeing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, normal year, it's like, hey, throw him out there. He'll be fine, you know, by the time right. of the conference start. But, you know – you know, Indiana, Notre Dame, that's a different different animal. And if he comes out there and play, you know, if he's ready for them, then shoot, we, we cook him with fish grease. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does Indiana's <laughs> quarterback come back? Is he a, I think so. The, the he, one that busted the knee. Yeah, he's he, nice. Yeah. He's, nice. he's real good, man. Penix. Yeah, Penix. Yeah, he's very smooth. Yeah, real good. Yeah, well, you know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we shout our we shout our load, man. And yeah. <laughs> uh I don't mean that in a sexual way, but we shout all the bullets we, we could shoot. Yeah, and we, it, we it was an amazing, great season. Man, was... uh, I just wish the fans could have been in the stands to see it. Yeah. Uh, so I just trust Vic Vic, man. I just think that uh he's he, he's a hard worker, his staff um you know works hard. I just I just wish to God that they would get more discipline on the offense and defensive line. Yeah. Um, because it came back to haunt us again. You know, we started the season really well. Yeah. Especially in Army and not making a lot of mistakes. So uh, we could just, you know, get back to that, kind of fill some of those positions. Uh, these kids are getting one year older, one year stronger. Yeah. One year wiser. And, um, We've been recruiting quality kids, so we should be able to reload uh, pretty easily. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, we've got some good players in key positions coming back. And true, true. I, I, I hope that, that we get our quarterback back, even though I was talking bad about him all last year. Um, but I think he corrected most of his issues. You know, he still wasn't quite there on the, on the long throws. Yeah. But, you know, his legs just – did so much for us. And I think Prather would be that kind of a quarterback. <clears throat> yeah, so, yeah. Um, and now Denbrook, man, I I wouldn't be mad if somebody came and got him, to be quite honest with you. I, just, <laughs> I hate to say it, man. I, you know. <laughs> I just wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad at all. That's second, I'm not, I mean, at the end of the day, the way he calls second half, man, was crazy. I mean, because the thing is, like, all right, so I'm in the booth. I'm telling them, I said, like, because everybody know, knew Georgia's run defense was the truth. Right. When 99 came with Jordan Jones or whatever, not Jordan Jones, but Jordan Davis, the 99, number 99, the big dude in the middle, big boy. Yeah, uh, he's a dog. So he at first he wasn't supposed to play, but he said, now nah, I'm coming back, I'm going to play the last game, yada, yada, yada. Um, but we knew he was going to clog it up. I said, I said, First half, we're not the Bearcats won't be able to run at all. I'm like it's going to be ugly, but if Ritter can make enough throws, which he did, second half it'll open up, and then boom, Ford breaks that long run. Yeah, so I'm like, boom. You know, I didn't see it like that, but I was like, okay, this is what I thought would happen. Something, something big would happen with the run game because, you know, they were t- they were going to take it away. They're going to take Ritter's legs away, and whatever. So um, it happens, and then they don't really run any anymore they kept doing that bubble screen i'd rather them have ran towards the problem than do that bubble screen there they were doing personally because they were doing that it'd be it'd be like a you know first down we do that little bubble screen lose three yards false start next play all right so now we're you know second and 18 
Yeah. And then, uh, then 13 is coming around like a bad out of hell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Going crazy. You know, got 99 being stout as ever right there. So he's pushing the pocket. So, but then you got 13 just going crazy. And they just never adjusted to that. And it was like, we got the players to do it. And it was, you know, it was just so many things they could have did better. And like the first half, you know, you know, Pierce was killing, killing those corners. Michael Young was killing those corners while he was eating. And then at the second half, I didn't see, they barely got the ball. And I know that the deep, the, the, you know, that, that defensive inch outside linebacker changed some of the game, but it's like, you got to adjust. We never adjusted to him. Like he just wrecked the shop and we never said, all right, let's put a tight end over there, bump him before we go out. All right, let's put this running back over there, chip him, you know, or just keep him over there. And then he could be released valve if dude gets beat too bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, boom. I don't know. Just a lot, a lot of little things that we didn't do. And we just kind of gave it away more. I mean, yeah. not kind of, we gave the game away, but it was the little things like that. And then on top of the false starts on top of, you know, Hudson not being there, it was like, they, they thought the backup was Hudson and he wasn't, you know, and it's like, if I'm, if you're, you're the man and I come in, I'm not, I'm not as good as, I'm not starting for a reason, nine times out of 10. So if you're holding it down, you know, okay, JT's in the game now. He can run block very well. Pass block, he's a little slow. He got he got two two right feet. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. then you, you got to help him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, we're, when Dan's in the game, he can handle his, himself. We don't got to help on his side. We help on the right side now. So it's like, yeah. how how don't you, you know, you, you should know, your, you know your players. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you should know where to make the adjustments. And then when you got, you know, everybody knew Aziz was a, a super talent. It's just Hudson, you know, nullified him for a while. Right. So it's like you have to adjust him because you know you didn't have Hudson over there anymore. And it's like they just he turned a blind eye to that. And he, he called plays to help Aziz have a good game, I thought, honestly. And I know that's kind of a raw, you know, statement, but I just feel I, I honestly believe – I mean, the, the play calls were – helped him get off to me just because it just was all – small stuff and it wasn't they didn't run towards adam like they should have like you said should have ran at him because he was coming off that corner so hard you have to think and like you should at a tight end because even if it would have did that with like tight end little quick tight end screens or something if it was tight end screen like a tunnel screen i think it might have worked sometimes like something different but it was just we just i just let it go man that second half was a bad call second half man i i I got to put that on wax and it, it is what it is on that yeah, one. You're hundred percent correct, man. I, uh, we, at the end, we still should have won that game. It's just still. A, lot of, a lot. I mean, we did what we had to do. We got off the field with 53 yard field goal, man, but they would have never gotten to that yard line. Had they just ran the freaking ball. I mean, it's like run the ball, do the tight end, um, RPO where, yeah. He leads out. He chips and leads out, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> run those corners off. And, and if the guy went goes with him, then whether runs, you know, cuts it up. Yeah, that would have been a better play. And you know, uh, or if, if the tight end was open, he just dump it down to him. Yeah. Um, then the play before that, the guy dropped the ball, or not dropped the ball. It was a complete pass, but yeah, dude tipped he, it. The guy yeah. tipped it, and he made yeah. him have to. Yeah. Yeah. So. That yeah, was, man, um, man, that was the play. That was the play that I thought was going to be the one that saved him. And the dude tipped the, the, dude tipped the ball, and he couldn't stay on his feet. 
because he got yeah. about eight on that, right? I think it might have estimated go down to three, third, and two. And then it took away from that punt, that fake punt that they did. That was like such, that was perfect play call. And I thought that was just about to be be what it was. You know, like the one that you're like, man, you always gonna remember, like, man, he did the fake punt, boom, and got him, got him on through, and it just didn't didn't work out, man. Wasn't in the cards. No. But you know, they like I said, I'm, I was afraid that they might go in there and get overmatched and you know, uh, they did everything, you know, right. And you had to realize you were missing your best corner and your best defensive back, you know, two yeah. two draft choices, two All-Americans. Two All-Americans. That didn't play. Yeah. And uh, there was there was no no mention of that, you know, as far as being a, a weakness during the yeah. game. Yeah. So. They, they definitely played ball. I'll say – I'll say Pickens got off a little bit more than he would have with Sauce being out there. Yeah, yeah. No, I say that too. For sure. But they still played good enough to win, which is crazy. Like, you'd have told me Sauce would have been a late scratch and then Wiggins wasn't playing at all. I mean, I thought they definitely both was going to play. Um, especially Sauce. I didn't even know Sauce was on the mint on the – on the on the on the you know the injury report. Really. Yeah, he played what two or three plays or something. I don't even think he played that man. Well, they, I mean they they showed him. I thought he played. I thought he started the game off. Did he? See, like the thing was like the, the first series, and then I looked and he wasn't out there at all. Like he was just you know like I don't even think he started, man. I need to I need to go look that look that up. I don't even think he started. Wow. I think they played the whole game. If he did play, he might have played two plays, three tops. Okay. Maybe. Because I was like, sauce. It was like, and then I, I would ask people, they was like, nah, he didn't even start. And I was like, what? Wow. Yeah. Well, they showed him, I guess they showed him on the sideline. They, they, yeah. they said something about injury and all that stuff. Yeah, it says uh, back spasms. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, man, just, it's just hard to get to that point. You do so much and then. You know, guess what? We just got to go out there and do it again next year. They have to go out there and, uh, you know, whoever they lose, they have to. That's a part of being you know, that type of program, man. Being that program, and then they, you know, because the thing is, <clears throat> you know, the way the past has always been for the American, and even conferences like that, but mainly the American. Um, you know, they get the best coaching jobs. They, you leave American and you're going to, you're going to straight to Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, a Penn State, a yeah, Texas, Texas, yeah. uh, Oklahoma. You know, they're not. I mean, you, you know. Yeah, um, Miami. You know, Miami, Florida State, Texas. I mean, Oregon, Tennessee, Oregon, right, Oregon. So yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, the good thing is, is that pick. Seems to gonna be here next at least two more years. Yeah, and um, you know the, um, you know the, the the what happens to the UCFs is that, you know they had all that success and they snatched the coach up and then it's a rebuilding. Right, only yeah. from a athletic standpoint, it's a whole rebuilding, a new system. Yeah, oh, we, you know we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, and we're gonna you know scratch this. And that's what kills the ACC. I mean, uh, the AAC is yeah. that, you know, you got these new coaches all the time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, I think with us, the fact that you're going to have your leader there, 
regardless if you don't have the same DC, you're probably going to have the same OC, which I'm not very tickled <laughs> about right now. I've never been a fan of them, bro. Even at, at Notre Dame, yeah, you know, why they fired him. Uh, I, I just think that there'll be for every opening uh, in those conferences, there's a guy who's you know who knows what he's doing. Uh, I just don't like these traditionalist coaches that, oh, I'm in this system. This has been my system for, you know, at Oklahoma, I was at Ohio yeah. State, and then you try to put, you know, pegs in the squares. Yeah, you got to adjust. Right. Versus having some dogs out there that's willing to play anywhere from linebacker to nose tackle. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and that's the kind of player Cincinnati's always had under yeah. uh, Fickle. So I, I'm not, you know – I'm confident that we can come back and win the conference. I just don't know if we can go undefeated. Yeah, and, same. And that'd same. be great if we were able to, if we we're able to keep our quarterback, which is going to be the center of our continuity. Yeah. And um, you know, go back in there with with Sauce and Kobe and uh, the other kid at safety. Yeah, um, yeah. Cook, I can't remember yeah. the linebacker. Cook, Hicks. Uh, it, yeah. So, are, yeah. so are they both declaring or or uh, the kids from the kids from uh, 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 LaSalle and uh, Corrine. Uh, I think that one, they both haven't said anything, but I've, I've been seeing that Beavers is staying, but I don't know about White. Man, if we can keep White and Beavers, that defense is going to be exciting again next year. Yeah, because Beavers, everything that I'm seeing about Beavers is he's staying. That'd be great. Now I feel like I feel like he might have kind of did that before, even before now. But he hasn't he hasn't made it uh, official yet. But everything I'm seeing is saying he's staying. But okay. White, I I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm guessing the other. If I was to guess, I would say he would leave. I don't understand why he would leave. I, I again, I just <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're five eleven. 225 pound linebacker. Yeah. That you're not you're not gonna get drafted, number one. That's not to say you won't get a shot because you know that's a prototypical nickel, but mm. nickels don't get drafted. So the more film you have on you, the better off you are. Mm. And I mean, I hate to say that. I mean, dude, just give it six more months and you 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 know, you'll be back in practice and you got you know one season to get to. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I just you know yeah, if, I was betting, huh? if, I was, if I was betting, I was I would say that's how it's gonna go. I think I think I'm pretty I'm like ninety some percent sure Beavers is back. Like already, he just hasn't said anything like right. bars on the on the social media side to say hey I'm back. But I, he didn't even because when I noticed it is he uh during senior night he didn't even walk during senior night. Beavers okay. didn't. So I was like, Beaver. So that made me think, oh, Beavers is he's hard. He's back. Yeah, he's nice too. Yeah, he he stepped yeah. up. Like he 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 made the biggest growth, like just far as being able to play coverage and everything. Because you know, he was just a go get the ball guy. And his his, you know, if open they, field tackling was real nice. If they come back, man, they they garner so much publicity and um respect that. Might get them drafted yeah. just because. Yeah, it might get you drafted. Yeah. I, I swear to God, if I had another year, I'd be right back, dude. Let me get this <laughs> one more year in and, you know, stand out. Yeah. Put this team where it needs to be. 
and let me stand out, let me ball out, and then you know let the chips fall where they may. Um, yeah. And you just got, I mean, just practical sense is that besides Alabama and Ohio State, maybe a couple other teams, there's not going to be nine draft choices on one team. And 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 free agency is a, is a monster, especially it's going to be a monster because you got guys that are uh, are are going to be fighting for a position back on the roster who were on the roster because the extension of uh, for COVID. Yeah. So yeah. you got guys who've been been on the team either their practice squad, which was extended. Yeah. Uh, that are going to be fighting for a regular you know job plus the guys they draft in front yeah. of you. Yeah. I just and the same with the CFL. It's like these guys are, you know, waiting to get back on the field. Yeah, yeah. They got sure. stipends and stuff, but some of them and um, but these new free agents, you know, they're not working. Where do you think they're gonna be? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they sure. camp. yeah. You know, or if they are working, they're gonna be like, hey man, I'm shooting. I'm, I'm going to CFL camp. I'm going. You know, I got signed last year. They're bringing me in. Plus, they're gonna bring in whoever else. Yeah, yeah. You, I just. I, and I hope coach helps them understand that because yeah. it's not like any other year where, okay, I'm going to be a free agent. Look at Michael Warren, you know, where, you yeah. know, Michael Warren, I keep referring to him, but he ain't going to let nobody take his position on, on the practice squad. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he so, going to be going hard. They only going to, they won't be signing a whole lot of uh, practice squad players. They're nah, just not. No, nah, not this year. It's, it won't get back normal. Probably won't really get back normal until next the following season, for real. Right. Yeah. Honestly, get back to more normalcy. So. Yeah. So we'll see, man. It's gonna be interesting because um, Ritter's the next big hat. Now, I and then I have to say, if I have a bet, man, I feel like my Jay's probably played his last game too, even though he probably could do it. So you know, some stuff. But yeah. I just, I just, yeah. I don't know. Something tells me, like I don't, I don't know. They haven't told me anything, but just something tells me, like. I knew some reason I just knew Hudson was gone. You know what I mean? Like I just felt yeah. it. And then um I feel like Ritter, I I really don't. Like I'm I'm like a coin flip. I feel like if I was the best of money, I would bet my Jay is gone probably by by the end of the week or maybe before then. I don't know when they gotta make the decisions. And then I feel like Ritter's the one that would wouldn't shot me if he stayed, wouldn't shot me if he goes. And everybody else is just yeah. locked in. Yeah. You know. But uh then we have to see what the other seniors do that could stay or could go. Cause you know, you got Harper who could possibly stay or go. Then you got, you know, the two linebackers, which I'm pretty positive Beaver to stay white. I just, something tells me, I just think he goes. Um, I hope not. I, I wish I had his mama's number. <laughs> Miss White, if you're listening to this podcast, God. your son needs to stay in school one more year um, to both, you know, further his education, but more importantly for football to enhance his opportunity to get drafted or be a select free agent. That's, you know, this is not the year to be messing around with free agency at all. It's tough. This Mr. Year. White, give me a call. I'll have Mr. Sellers. But yeah, man, <laughs> I, so I could think of, because you got the defensive, you know, tackles and stuff, so we got to see what they do. Right. But, um, yeah, Ponder's gone, so you know, he's gone. So, you know, I figured I knew Forrest and Wiggins were going to be gone. No, I figured that was well, shot. Kobe shocked me coming back. Kobe, yeah, shocked Kobe, me. Kobe got some, Kobe got some uh 
things improve. You know, he had a horrible year last year. Had yeah. a great year this year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Kobe got beat on the island a lot last year. So yeah, another yeah. year is gonna do nothing but help him. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, Ponders. I, I said this year. I mean, at, early this year, he's gonna be a fifth rounder. Mm. You know, late fifth rounder. Um, a fourth or fifth rounder, and um, you know he's gonna be a good pro in the NFL. Uh, but you know you didn't like he didn't light it up at defensive end, but he played well against mm-hmm. the run. He was the man against boys in the in the uh, conference. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, Wiggins, I get it. I mean, you know he, but I mean he's another guy. If he stayed, he just blow up. He's just so hurtly. You know he stays hurt. Yeah. And that. You know that's going to affect his draft uh, slot. You know, when you yeah. sometimes when you got all those muscles on you, man. You, you know, you get calf injuries. You're going to be prone to uh, hamstrings. Yeah. You know, because you don't have any. You know, meat with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't have any fat on you, so it's like, you know, you're you're absorbing so much water. Yeah. At all times, you, you got to stay hydrated because you'll pull your pull your pinky toe when you're that bad. <laughs> I know, right? You know, Built, you know what I mean? So, True. yeah. So, man, you know, to wrap it up, man. Honestly, bro, this has been a great year, and I really, I really, uh, I'm really thankful that you let me share this with you. And uh, I look forward to, you know, many years to come. Hopefully, um, next year maybe I'll be writing for another newspaper. Um, and, and we can compare columns and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And, uh, that's cool. Steal some of your columns. <laughs> but um, I think tough. that, you know, overall, I got to give them an A plus. As a, For as sure. A uh, sure, and, man. You know, as a 98, you know, that was a definitely a 98. On yeah, a scale man. Of 100. Heck of a ride, man. It was, yeah. it was yeah. a heck of a ride. Just go through it and you just know, like, every time they got a chance. I, only game I was slightly ner- I was nervous but it was the one game they lost. I knew Tulsa was gonna be tough just because they hadn't played in a while, but right. I knew they could. I knew they just were a better team, you mm-hmm. know. But uh, it's a good season, man. It was definitely appreciate you coming on, sharing your knowledge, you know, on the podcast, and you know, having some good some good laughs and all that stuff. So we definitely sure. gonna keep keep it up for sure. So uh, yeah, man, it just. It was bitter. It was bittersweet, but it definitely was the A man. Because at the beginning of the season, you could see it, and it's like, man, these guys are gonna do it. You know what I mean? Like, like you could yeah, see man, it. Like, they are. These boys good. What's even that again? You know what I'm saying? You like, oh yeah, them boys. Yeah, Cincinnati. You know what's going on? You know what I'm saying? So it yeah. was just dope just to be able to you know watch them do their thing and do you know prove a lot of people wrong. You know that's what they did. Yep. I tell you what, it was quiet around here because, you know, I have these arguments every once in a while <laughs> in the Scar Lounge, man. Um, you know, folks down here think Texas is the greatest thing like <laughs> water. And uh, somebody mentioned, oh, y'all shouldn't be uh, ranked ahead of us. I man, we would smoke Texas. Yeah. Like, dude, you got, because you have a 150,000 seat stadium and your coach makes 20 million a year. Yeah. <laughs> You you know it's like what are you chasing? Because reality, Texas hadn't been a winning program. I mean, like they got they got besides Mac Jones and um, I forgot the other Daryl Royal. There's like nothing. They ain't yeah, nothing. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, y'all ain't got nothing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, y'all firing a good coach because you hadn't won a, a conference championship in three years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah. And that same coach, you know, would have won. Look at look at uh Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher struggled. And yeah. you know, his fifth year, you know, they tore it up. And if they yeah. were to play Texas, it would be ugly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm like, so dude. Like y'all, y'all don't understand football. It's so much. Um, what's the word am I using in college football? There is so much uh, competition, and you know, when oh, yeah. you, you're able to recruit three-star guys consistently, mm-hmm. and you get you and you grab four or five four-star guys every year. You know, the difference is that somebody's uh, newspaper writer was more zealous than the others because yeah. some of these four and five star guys that that come to Texas and even Ohio State and they end up transferring out because yeah. you know they, they were told they were gonna start as a freshman and be superstars. Yeah. Um, you know, they couldn't play on Cincinnati's team. Mm, yeah. You know, or they would have to wait their turn. Yeah. Um, it was like that. As you saw, we have I mean how many you know how many guys we have from transfers from from you know D line to running back to other position DBs that you know they shine there because they got an opportunity to play. Yeah. Um, you know, for sure. So anyway, long story short, man, I really appreciate you. And uh everything, you know, we're gonna keep up and, and if you need me to jump on at any time, you know, feel free to give me a call. We can talk about uh spring ball and all that stuff. I'll be up and around Cincinnati, right. you know, as soon as the stuff dies, dies down, and you know, we, we'll get together and me, you, and Big E. Yeah, yeah, we'll knock, we'll knock some stuff out. You know, having adult beverage, man. And, and, <laughs> All right, it sounds and good. Out the new year. <laughs> that, that, that sound cool, man. Well, everybody, this, this is this podcast. We went over our time, but it's all good. It's, you know, with the Peach Bowl being so such a good, thrilling game, even though we lost, we had to talk a little bit because this this year we got a lot to talk about, man. We had a lot to talk about. You know, we got people that's possibly leaving early. You know, we normally don't have to worry about that type of stuff. But that just shows where the program's at. And uh, we'll take it, man. You know, good or bad, we're going to take it. Because that means you're getting talented people in there that, you know, have a shot. So, um, you know, just hopefully we can keep Fickle for a little bit longer and uh, keep uh, keep Coach Free in there for a little bit longer. But uh, I'm J.T. Smith, my man Dan Sellers, signing out. To the next podcast, y'all. Peace. Peace out.